Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer this morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you're only good and you only do good things for us, Lord, and that you continue to do so. And Lord, we also just thank you for those that you have put in our lives, Lord, and that you've put around us. So that way we can be a witness and a light to them, Lord, and lead them unto your grace and your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the book of Acts. This morning, we are continuing in Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 31. So I want to encourage you to pause the episode now if you have not read that before or you're just joining us for the first time. So that way it makes it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right. And now, uh, Layla, in the previous episode, you had something that the Holy Spirit put on you uh, that I wanted to share, that had spoken to you that for you to share. So why don't you lead us off and share what he spoke to you? Yes, Dad. All right. <laughs> You're so excited. Okay, let's hear it. Well, the thing that the Lord had shown me, um, this is going down a few verses, looking at 16 and 17, when it was talking about the Lord rebuilding the tabernacle of David so that the Gentiles would come and worship or had the ability to come and worship as the Lord already said he would do. And at first I thought the Lord was talking about the actual tabernacle, but what that was, what that was referring to was the covenant he made with Israel up until the point of Jesus that the Lord made a covenant between Israel and they were the chosen people and were believed to be, you know, the only ones that could receive salvation. And we see that um, thought process carried up by the apostles until Paul had gone. No, God has also sent us to the Gentiles. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to fill the mission of preaching into Samaria and Judea and Jerusalem and all the ends of the earth if we're only focused on this one group of people. So the rebuilding of the tabernacle was a rewriting of the covenant so that now all peoples, whoever would call on the name of the Lord would be saved and could be included, not just the children of Israel as it was beforehand. And the Lord was showing me that he always makes room for those who desire to follow him. For those who have a heart after them, he'll make sure that they that there's a space and a place for them and they don't ever have to worry about God going, well, I don't have any more space at my table or I don't have any more room in my family. I don't have any jobs for you to fill right now. I'm sorry. You're just out of luck. And, you know, even though you love me, you're still going to Sheol because I just don't have the room right now. And the Lord was showing me how important that was for me and for people in general to make sure that we aren't bumping other people out of the way and trying to say or tell other people what God has planned for them or what he has room and opportunity for because we don't know that we know that he has a plan for everybody and we know that our part and that is to believe in the name of the Lord and get you rearing years and do what he told you <laughs> to do as mommy and dad would would tell me um mm-hmm. and I just Let's thought get it to was, the business exactly mm-hmm. 
get down to business. And it was just very important to me because we see in American culture now, it's every man for themselves. There's no room for you. It's all about me. And God's like, wait, it's no, it can't be all about you. And then you say you love somebody that they're just two conflicting ideas and it doesn't work. And the thing about the burdens, I was reminded of Matthew eleven twenty nine when God had said, learn from me because I'm lowly and gentle. Mm-hmm. And he said, take my my burden upon you, my, my yoke is light. And so the other thing the Lord was showing me was that it was it's not our job to complicate matters and try to um, put qualifications on other people. We're supposed to be the ones making it easier for them to follow God because it's already hard enough with the adversary and what, what mess he's concocting up in his lab to spill out on mankind. And there's we don't need to help him out in that area at all. And what we're supposed to be doing is bringing them, as Charles mentioned in his prayer, bringing them to the Lord and leading them to his grace and his love and his mercy because he's the only one that can fix whatever is broken. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that can bind and heal. And Jesus mentioned that um, when he was in his natural earthly ministry that he was anointed to to heal the sick and to bind up the brokenhearted. And, you know, you go back and read that in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was anointed to do those things. So... We should bring the others that need it to the person, to Jesus, who can do it. To find Amen. the same rest that we ourselves have found. And I'll read that, Mark 11, uh, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's easy for us to be linked together with the Messiah and with the things that are in his heart and the plans that he has. It's easy for us. And it's not too much to bear. It is actually the the lighter the lighter version or burden comparative to what the world offers. They they offer freedom, they offer liberty and they offer quote unquote peace, but all of it is vanity. All of it is lies. And it, it's actually slavery, actually bondage, actually um, being in subjection to the, I was going to say the Lord of the flies, but um, which would be Beelzebub. Um, it's, it's being in subjection to literally the devil and being held captive and unable to free yourself from it. So Walking with the Lord is is truly a blessing, a pleasure, and an honor. When you were talking, Layla, it reminded me that we all have to come to the point of understanding that this message is not our own personal message. It's the message of Christ, of his yoke being easy and his burden being light. And it reminded me of Jonah. You know, like we, we talked about in the previous podcast, how our flesh always wants to maintain control over someone else because that is a product of sin nature. And it's the signature of carnality that I want to try to control you and make you do this, that, or the other, or exclude you from the things of God or deny you or prevent you from entering into the rest or the same rest that I've entered into. I need to make myself a little bit better and higher and above you. That's, that's really carnality. And in, in Jonah's story, he was offended because God would give repentance, an opportunity 
for salvation and, and avoidance of destruction to people who were outside of Israel. He was ra- he would rather have died in the sea, <laughs> drowned to death, uh-huh. than have seen someone outside of Israel be saved, be offered the mercy and the grace of God. And the Lord, you know, questioned him at the end and said, is it right? Is it right for you? And I remember the Lord taking me to Jonah, uh, especially in my earlier walk with him when I truly came to him. And I had that same mentality of Jonah, like, well, Lord, they've been sinning all this time. You know, I was indignant. Never mind my own sin, <laughs> which was great. But by indignant, you mean self-righteous? <laughs> yes. But I, I was, I was um, flabbergasted, outraged, indignant, and angry with God in times that he would welcome other people in to his kingdom and even have me share the word with them to bring them to the level that I was at in, in spiritual understanding, and they didn't work for it. Like, Lord, I stayed up all night burning the midnight oil and the candle, and I didn't go here and there, and I gave this up to pursue you, and they just came in and said, I do, and you're telling me to turn over all the wisdom that you gave me to them. And the Lord took me right there to Jonah and said, Kamisha, how dare you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> smack my face a little bit lovingly as my father, but get yourself together. This message didn't come from you. It is not of your personal um, issuance. You didn't utter this. It didn't come from you. You Mm -hmm. don't control it and you have no right to keep someone else from entering into the same grace. And if I put my word in you to share with others, then you do with my word what I tell you instead of trying to make yourself better than them, make yourself higher. And I'm telling you that because it's not something that this is not a Jewish problem, right? This is not yes. a, a biblical, like um, back in the Bible days, it's for them. Them folks had that problem. No, it's a problem for... It's a people problem. It's a... Hello. Glory to God. It <laughs> All is a people, people have problem. this issue. They have this Until issue. they deal with that and, and address it and come to a, a level of love and maturity with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And understanding that... Seeing as I didn't want God to choke back any grace, because I sure am enjoying Abraham's blessing. <laughs> I sure Amen am to that. enjoying And we'll continue to do so for all eternity. Until the Lord comes back to get us or we go home to be with him. I'm enjoying his blessing. And I'm sure enjoying the what the, the Christ the cost that Christ paid for me. And I don't blink an eye and say, Lord, you shouldn't have took that stripe. I'm like, nah, Jesus, that's your <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh, uh, you already took that, Lord. I'm not dealing with that. I cast my burdens without batting an eye. So how dare I stand in the way of someone else being able to do the same freely? But that came with maturity. That came with understanding that people need the same love and grace that I enjoy myself and knowing that that was a fruit of my sin nature. But now that I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation. So if you find yourself getting a little bit jealous when someone gets saved and then the Lord is using them for miracles or, you know, like you thinking, I've been here longer. Hold up. If anybody's going to give this word, it should be me. Hold up. Pump your brakes. Come on and put back the love of God. (laughs) And then remember how the Lord used you. Well, and then in what we are discussing in this episode, again, it comes down to love, right? And I'm reminded of both in John 14 and 15 and the time that Jesus spent with the disciples before being betrayed, mm-hmm. you know, in the garden. Mm-hmm. Even even the high priestly prayer, he's, he's still imparting all this wisdom and knowledge and understanding to his disciples. Now, at, at this point in time in Acts, they're apostles. 
right? But he's like, this is how the world will know you, your love for one another, right? And, mm-hmm. and that only stems from a love for Christ. And in this prophecy from Isaiah, right? What was he talking about? The Lord will rebuild the tabernacle. Well, wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which of them built the tabernacle? Which of them labored and slaved? And, and then you can also say, wait, it, technically it's still standing, right? Because they, at this time, the Romans still occupied. Mm-hmm. The second temple. The second temple. Was, was still uh, present. No, right, exactly. Herod's mm-hmm. temple. Not, not Solomon's, but Herod's, right? Um, was typically known as Herod's temple. So the second temple. However, Jesus said he will tear down this temple and rebuild it in three days. So he was speaking of himself. His, his and, own body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for, for all the listeners, if you have not yet heard, uh, I want to encourage you to go take a listen to our study on the Lord's house. Mm-hmm. Because literally every item in there pointed to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Every item, every, uh, the wall, every, every object and item and material in there Pointed to Jesus. Pointed, it described, exactly. it reflected um, his attributes, his character. Every, exactly. Nature, his, character, every, attributes, what everything. Do, all of it. All was of it. all contained within there. So he's always has, has been speaking of himself and what he would do in his role and who he is to his people. But in the prophecy, it says what? After the temple's rebuilt. So after he's raised from the dead, right? Here's the order of things showing. And demonstrating our God being a God of order, then the Gentiles are able to enter. So after Jesus is raised from the dead, yes, right, uh, the temple is rebuilt and restored. And so the temple he's talking about is his own body. Remember, he Amen. said, "Eat my flesh and drink my blood, mm-hmm. and partake of him." And when it talks about the tabernacle of David, David actually didn't build the first it, Lord's house, exactly. so the first um, temple, the first house of the Lord that was uh, beyond a tent. He didn't build any of them. Right. And so he was talking about that covenant promise he made to David to have the Messiah come through him. So this is this is referring to salvation. Jesus is mm-hmm. the the heir of David, son of David. Have mercy on me. Remember that. That's why he also made the I am statements. That's right. He has in the, the proper order that right. uh, that, that the the priests Aaron and his sons mm-hmm. were to reassemble or construct the tabernacle and the tent of meeting, the Lord's house, every time it was moved. Amen. So he says about himself, he's the one who has the keys of David. He's Amen. the one who's sitting on that throne. The The one who would not fail to sit on the throne was not specifically talking about a natural, um, having natural reference. It was talking about the Messiah on the, th- the kingdom that would have no end. Right when Isaiah yes. references that into the end of to his kingdom there will be no end and the government shall be upon his shoulders. This is all talking about salvation here, and and it's speaking about it in the Old Testament or the Amen. older Testament, right? Even the New Testament is two thousand plus years old, <laughs> right? I mean, so it, it's still not new, right? I mean, it's newer than than the first one, right? The the law and the prophets. However, the Lord spoke about this from the beginning. Right, Amen. just like I said in the beginning, right? Just that's also what John states. Amen. He goes right back to the very first thing. Hey, this this is Jesus. This is who he was from the beginning, and who he is, and who he will always and be, and what he has desired. And it was the message, as you pointed out, honey. Uh, actually, both of you, honey and Layla. 
well, honey, honey, <laughs> was that is for all people. The Gentiles, Jesus made it plain. I have sheep that are not of this fold. But he's been saying it the whole time. It's not just for the people of Israel. Right. And it it brings us back to that prodigal son um, Mm -hmm. parable where the older son who had been there, who had remained and all that stuff and had not wondered, was angry when his brother was brought back in. And given that ring of gold and the, had the, the party thrown for him and was given, you know, covering and all that stuff and welcome back. And that is a reference to Israel being our older brother. You guys hear me say that all the time. They're, they're our older sibling. And we are the younger sibling, mm-hmm. the Gentiles coming in, but we're still just as much a part of the family. We've always been God's loved people. He, he died for us just like he died for Israel, right? Yes. There's no difference. But what Israel didn't understand in that parable, what he was explaining to them, the older brother, he said, you've been with me the whole time. All that I have is yours. All you needed to do was partake of it. So don't be upset when I give your, your brother a robe and a ring and welcome him into the family. This was already yours. Re-welcome him. Re-establish him. So he's rededicated and there's a feast and a celebration Right. As there should be. Remembering that Because Abraham, there's restoration or right. reconciliation. Exactly. And remembering that Abraham was not a Jew. Mm-hmm. He was a Chaldean. Ur of the Chaldean. Go ahead. Go back and read that Genesis. And realize that even the people being called Israel didn't happen until Jacob. That was exactly. his name was changed. But then them happened being actually referred to as Israel didn't come until Exodus. They were already in bondage in Israel. I mean, in Egypt long be- like before they were called the nation of Israel. And, so, and the 12 tribes. Exactly. Amen. So God knows what he's doing. And that was also one of those scriptures that he used to smack me upside my head and say, hey, this message is not yours. It's mine. No. And I will welcome in who I want. It's yours in the sense of. It the message always me. applies to me first. Right. It is But personal, it is not solely exclusive just to me. But I did not source it. Exactly. Now, if I made my cake in my kitchen, I could say that's my cake, right? Don't eat my yes. cake. That's my cake. <laughs> but because I did not source this, I didn't go, let me think of something. You know what? I think we need a savior. I'm going to call him Emmanuel. His name's going to be Jesus. I, I didn't do that. No, no. no so Jesus I, did that. <laughs> God did that. Hello. <laughs> he said, I have this plan without mm-hmm. you, Missy. And putting it in right perspective, just like the message doesn't belong to any person to think I have a right to let to decide who is worthy of it and who is not, it belongs to the Most High God. It's his message through us. And we become partakers because we are his children and we are his family and we believe in him and we take our proper role in that. Mm-hmm. So it's mine because I love him, but not because it came from me. And and it's yours because you received it. It was a gift. By fa- you received that that gift, that grace, by faith. Amen. By believing it and confessing it, and, the- and by the corresponding actions mm-hmm. that denote your or demonstrate your faith. And the personal ownership of Amen. it belongs to God. Amen. And I'm a partaker of His blessing. I'm a joint heir with Jesus, not a replacement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is for everyone, literally everyone. Mm-hmm. If you would receive Christ, if you would have faith that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he wants to be your God and wants you to belong to him, to his family, to be his people, 
and experience all the same blessings and benefits that he's promised all of his children from the beginning. Ultimately, salvation and a re-entry into the heavenly community for all eternity. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as just a prayer between you and the Lord. It doesn't have to be anything that is super eloquent. Mm-hmm. He's just looking for your heart and that you're mm-hmm. speaking to him from your heart. So I just want to encourage you to do that today. Mm-hmm. To, to begin that relationship with the Lord. And we'd love to hear about it. Amen. We'd love to, for you to email us and, and let us know. Um, that you began your relationship with the Lord or that you rededicated your life to the Lord so we can celebrate with you. Amen. Love to do so. And with that, I know we're, we're up on time, so let's stop there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the rest that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for your salvation that comes through your son, Jesus, who is the Christ and the Messiah, the risen one, Lord. We thank you that you have made a place for us in your family, God. And we thank you that we're able to help shepherd those who are lost into your family, Lord, so they can enjoy and partake in the blessings that we've enjoyed being part of your your family, Lord, being your sons and daughters. And Lord, we just thank you for this message of hope that you've continually poured out on us and spoken to us throughout the generations, Lord, throughout the thousands of years, God. And we thank you for the love and the patience that you've shown each and every one of us as we journey and mature in the things of you, Jesus. And we thank you for your compassion. And we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.